Third Trade Line, the podcast. Hello, ladies and gents, bulls and bears, and welcome to another episode of Sir Trader Lot, the podcast. Um, it's been weeks and months of trading, and I'm still trying to figure out how to conquer myself. Um, I can't blame the markets, you know, for anything that happens. I take full responsibility for any result of my trades. And I know my biggest problem is overcoming me. You know, I sit and talk about, you know, what I need to do. I know what I need to do. But for some reason, I'm consistently inconsistent when it comes to, you know, doing what I need to do from a mental aspect. Like I would tell myself I'm not going to do something and I do it anyway. Two minutes later, I tell myself something. I tell myself that I need to do something. But for some reason, you know, when I'm in the heat of the moment, I just I lose all train of thought. Everything that I've read, that I've listened to, that I've learned. Like it goes out the window, you know. I still, I get. I'm not gonna lie. I get frustrated, and a lot of times that caused me to, you know, go out and take chances that I normally wouldn't take, and do things that I normally wouldn't do, and it puts me in a worse situation. You know, like taking chances and getting into a stock that's already up over a hundred percent, and I don't have any day trades. You know. I know there's always a possibility that anything can happen. You can get into a stock and chances are it's going to go up or down um, or sideways. But if a stock is already up, you know, a good amount, chances are eventually, even if you get in with no day trades and it goes up, eventually that stock is going to come back down because you're going to have a bunch of people um, trying to lock in their profits. So... You know, doing things like that consistently is where that's where the problem lies. And that's where, you know, I need to find answers. Um, Well, pretty much the answer is just to do what I say I'm going to do and stick with it. But one thing um, that I did realize is that I still look for the home run you know every time i swing i'm trying to knock it out the park instead of taking that that single or that double and i think part of it is based on how the market was i say about a year or so ago um a year and later or earlier should i say because at one point i could say consistently you get maybe like two or three stocks on a daily basis that that goes up 50, 100, 200 percent. And a lot of times when the stock back around that time, when the stock opens and, you know, it have the morning gains, most of the stocks held their gains and then made another move 
in the evening, um, you know, before it dropped. But now I'm noticing a lot of stocks, that first five-minute candle be the only green candle in the morning. You know, it might go up 20, 30, 40%. And then after that, for the rest of the day, through um through lunchtime, you know, it might drop back down about 20, 30%. And then, you know, it, it, try, tra- it trades sideways throughout lunch. And then, um, you know, after lunch, maybe around... 1 30 2 3 o'clock somewhere around there then it starts to um you know go back to the upside um so stocks are trading different now than they were um some time ago but one thing that i realized is that taking profit is something I'm, i know it's something that, that i struggle with and i know Everybody who's listening, you're you're either either struggling with the same thing or you did at one point struggle with taking profit because it's been a couple of stocks this week where I'm up, you know, I will say I bought one stock. It went up like 10 cents, 10 to 15 cents. But money wise, it was only maybe about thirty dollars. So instead of taking that 30 to $50, I'm waiting for the stock to continue to go up. And instead, you know, it traces back. And instead of me, you know, taking a $20, $30 profit, $50 profit, I end up taking what I think it was like a $6 profit or a $2 profit. Um, I don't think I took any losses in that situation this week. But, you know, I consistently leave money on the table because I'm waiting for that, um, you know, that big gainer. Like every stock, every trade, it's not going to be a huge gainer. That's what I have to get into my mind. Um, it was some time ago, probably about a, uh, about a year and a half ago, I used to follow. Um, it was a guy on Stocks with, you know, how they advertise, like, come follow me. Um, I'm. 80% um, with my swing trades or whatever. So I gave it a dude a try. And he would, at the end of the day, around 330, 340, you know, close to where the market's about to close, he would give his recommendation on a swing trade. Um, so I would get into the swing trade. I would get into the stock that he recommend, you know, hold it overnight. Then the next day, the stock may be up two or three cents. And he would comment, you know, on stock twits like, boom, I told you another winner. And in my mind, I'm thinking like, dude, the thing only went up three cents, four cents. And that helped me like just thinking back on it and, you know, just observing things over the course of time. It helped me realize that you have to take profit as they come when you have a small account because this guy, he's buying like 60,000 shares of a stock, right? The same stock where I might have 200 shares. So for every uptick, 
he's getting $600. So if it goes up four cent, that's what, $2,400 for him. Off of, off of you know, a, a four cent um, increase. For me, if it goes up four cent, yeah, I mean, it, it is considered a winner, but I look at my account and I'm like, well, it's only $8. So I can't be excited about four cent. So that goes back to, you know, some people say, only people with money can make money in the stock market. And, you know, people with money can make big money in the stock market. Um, like I said, some stocks, especially the penny stocks, that's like under 50 cent, you know, the, the 10 cent stocks, 15 cent stocks. You got people buying like 100,000 shares of these stocks. So that's why when these penny stocks go up one or two cents, it don't really continue. It has no continuation because you got these big ballers who are getting out after one or two cents because that might be like $2,000 for them. You know, $2,000, you can probably pay your mortgage, you know, or pay all your bills for the month. But, you know, for somebody who has a small account, it go up two cents and you thinking it's about to run, but it don't run. And... You know, instead of taking that twenty, thirty dollar profit, you waiting for it to go up more, which is understandable. But you know, sometimes you just have to understand how the market works and how people work because people are who drive the market. So, you know, just looking at that situation is you know I'm slowly beginning to understand and see clearly different parts of trading. So. You know, I'm trying to, you know, get myself into a position where I take my profit when it's there. Um, like my kids, my kids, they um they go to soccer. They have a soccer practice or soccer class that they go to learn how to play soccer. And one of their sayings is, get what you get and don't be upset. And, you know, I kind of can apply that to trading. You know, like get what you get, take your profits and don't be upset if it, you know, if you don't get what you want or don't be upset if you take profit and it continue to go up. You know, the key, the, the, the key to the game is not taking the loss. If you do take a loss, take a small loss and take your profit when it's on the table, because you have to understand it's always going to be another chance. Like you can miss a hundred percent gainer today. Tomorrow, you might be be presented with the opportunity to be part of a three hundred percent gainer. You know, then you know, like two days later, you might have another hundred percent gainer. So it's like it's always tomorrow. You can always consider yourself on top if you're not taking losses. And another thing, you know, that I've been struggling with. Um, it's over trading, you know, always feel, feeling like I need to place a trade. And that's what got me in the position I'm in now. Uh, I spoke before about, you know, I took my account from like two, three hundred dollars up to over twelve hundred. And I had a nice trading day uh, on this particular day. I had just locked in $200 gain. That was the trade that took me up over 1200 
And no exaggeration, as soon as I sold it, I told myself, okay, that should be it for the day. I had a nice gainer. My account is, you know, at its highest that it's been. You know, I should have taken the day off and just watched the market and, you know, not place any more trades today. Less than two minutes after I said that, because if I'm talking to myself, I'm looking, I'm looking through stocks, right? To see what's moving, to see what's happening. And less than two minutes after telling myself that, I jump into a stock that's already up. It was up. It was up a lot. I think it the the previous close was like two or three dollars. I bought this stock at nine dollars. No day trade, right? Because I felt like I was on a roll. And around this time, you had a lot of stocks that were going from two dollars to seventy dollars, you know, five dollars to, to fifty dollars. Like it was a lot of stocks around this time moving. So I got that in my mind and I just couldn't help myself. I don't know why I just couldn't put my phone away and just, you know, not 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 place any more trades. You know, I had a good day up to that point. But no, I got into this stock um, at nine dollars. I think the half of the day was sixteen dollars and it came back down to nine. Um, it was a low floater. And to be honest, the, the, the trade wouldn't have been a bad trade if I had a day stock. I mean, a day trade because the stock went from nine dollars after I bought it all the way back to over twelve dollars. But I couldn't lock in the profit. So I had to, you know, hope that it went back up from the point that I bought it and held its gains. But it didn't. Um, they they announced an offering and it went from the 12 that it went back up to um, by the next day. I think it opened up at like three dollars. And that's all based on the fact that. I was over trading, you know, I need to know when, you know, to sit on the sidelines and just observe and not be a participant in, you know, trading stocks. So. That's one of the things that I'm going to be working on um, this week. You know, I've, I've kind of gotten into the habit at night, you know, going through stocks and trying to find stocks that I can hold on to. You know, at first, my strategy was to um, find a momentum, you know, momentum trades, trades that's um, breaking out during the day. So I'm still going to do that. Um, but I'm gonna try to focus a little more on swing trades. Um, so I've been one strategy that I've been trying to use a little more lately is the um, MACD divergence. So that's pretty much when you have a um, a stock that has a downtrend. As the stock is going down, the MACD histogram is starting to curl up. So you have one, you have the stock price going down, you have the histogram going up. So that opposite direction is what they call a divergence. And I've been testing it on a few stocks and, you know, usually at, at some point um, that can signal a, a reversal that's coming. So there's one thing I'm trying to use, a divergence. 
Um, I also use, you know, volume in conjunction with the VWAP. And those are usually after lunch plays. So usually after lunch, if a, a stock, if it broke out throughout the day, um, early in the day, after lunch, you know, I look at the volume, see if the, um, the, the volume is a significant increase compared to its average volume. And if so, you know, I try to get a feel for, you know, the, the, um, the price movement throughout the day. And a lot of times if a stock bounces off the VWAP or if it breaks through the VWAP to the upside with some um, volume behind it at that point, a lot of times, you know, it has um, some continuation. So I try to use the VWAP as a guide. I try to use um, the divergence, the MACD divergence, and also um, the EMA. I use that also. So I'm trying to get to a point where I'm buying stocks and I'm holding them. I, I, I was able to do it at one point and it actually worked out pretty well for me, but I didn't stick with it. Um, so I'm trying to get to a point where holding on to a stock until like not selling it just because I want to get into another stock that I think is about to break out. You know, taking it one stock at a time, I think is best because so many times I've did my due diligence and researched stocks, got my um my watch list, and you know during a trading day I picked the stock from my watch list, and a lot of times the stock from the watch list it doesn't it doesn't um make a move right out the gate. You know, open the bell come it might drop two or three cents. But it's been so many times where I think my stock that I've chose is a dud. So I jump out to chase something else. And then the stock that I chased ends up being the real dud. And then the one that I was in initially, you know, goes up like eight, nine, ten cent. So I have to be more patient and focus on the stock that I'm in instead of continuing to jump out of one trade and jumping into another, that one go bad, then I'm trying to get the money back that I lost. And then I'm thinking about the money that I didn't get from the first stock. So it's like, it's all a, a, a cycle. You know, one thing leads to another. And over trading is and has been, you know, one of my downfalls. You know, I always said, time after time again not putting myself in a position to fail you know is in my best interest putting myself in a posi position to fail is things like the worst thing is buying stocks without a day trade like I do that so often and I would say if I'd done it a hundred times it only worked out for me about five but for some reason when it comes down to it, you know, sitting on the sideline, just watching, it doesn't seem to be an option for me. So I'm changing this week. Um, 
I'm going to do my best to trade like a professional. So no chasing, no trying to find um, stocks through people ideas on stock twits. You know, I'm going to go through, I'm going to do my due diligence and create my stock list every night. I mean, my watch list every night. You know, during the day, I'm getting into stocks and I'm getting out quickly if it doesn't go in my direction. You know, that's something that I have to get used to doing. And, and that's, that's trusting the system, trusting my, my strategy pretty much. You know, if it don't go in my favor, get out. Because like I said, it's always tomorrow. Every stock is not going to be a winner. You know, and technically, most of the stocks aren't going to be winners. You know, um, you know, sometimes stock twits, you know, it can be influential in a negative way, in a positive way. But, you know, you, you see people, you hear about people who they, 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 they talk about how they, you know, made this amount. On, on a certain day or that amount on a certain day. But these people have the ability to get in and out of stocks at will. Like some people, they post their trades and they might have like eight trades in one day. You know, they might have like five losers and three winners, but the three winners are just more than the losers because they know mentally that if a stock goes against them, they can get out and then they can jump back in later. But see, having that pattern day trade trade pattern day trader rule. I know that once I'm out, I'm out. So I have to wait maybe a day or two before I can day trade again. And that's where I get myself into trouble, because instead of, you know, holding on to a swing trade that may have, you know, profited me. A small amount but it's better than losing but instead of me holding on to that swing trade I just feel a need to jump out and try to get into something that's moving um, which usually end, end up moving in the wrong direction so you know my goal is to trade less um, keep my losses I'm um, small and and take, you know, the profit when it's there. Um, stop waiting for 100% gain or every trade. Uh, I'm trying to convince myself that I know it's going to happen. But I keep looking for it to happen quicker than um, what it's actually going to be. So what I'm going to do, um, starting this week, for transparency um, on my Instagram page, I'm going to start posting all my trades um, throughout the week, which will probably be, um, I get three day trades, and other than that, it'll be swing trades. So I should have at least three or four, I'd say between three to five posts um, on my Instagram. So I'll post the stock. Um, the reason I got in, the reason I got out of a stock and any like psychological component that I think might be important. So 
Um, we're going to do it this week. It's the week that I start, I begin to trade like a professional. You know, I have to do everything for a reason. You know, no more chasing, no more jumping in and out of stocks just because, you know, the stock that I'm in at the time isn't doing anything. The key is to the key is to not lose money. You know, keep your losses small. Like I always say, you can't lose a hundred dollars and then gain two two hundred dollars and then end up losing two hundred. You know, you because all you're doing is going back and forth. You know, the the key is to go in one direction and that's up. So message to everybody. Every stock is not gonna be a breakaway stock, a breakout stock. You know, most stocks at the most may go up 10, 20%. Take your profit. Don't hold on to a stock waiting for 50, 100% every time. You know, when that stock is going to hit 50 to 200%, you would know. You know, if it's any doubt, get out. Take your profit. You know, I, you may be upset taking $100 when you could have took two. But you'd be more upset at not taking $100 and losing $200 because it happens. So take your profit when it's there. Don't be so quick to get in and out of trades. Take your time. Do your due diligence. If a stock is already up 100 200%, let it go. Yeah, I mean, it possibly it could go up another 100%. But chances are... It won't. You know, chances are if it's already up, people are going to start locking in profits. That stock is going to begin to fall. And the biggest thing that I can tell you is do not trade if you don't have a day trade. Like I said before, day trades are not designed to make you money. Day trades are designed to keep you from losing money. You don't need a day trade for, or you don't need a day trade to make profit, right? The day trade comes in handy when that stock starts to drop. If a stock is going up, you don't need a day trade because it's continuing to go up. But when that stock starts to drop, that's when you need the day trade so that you don't lose that money. If a stock goes against you right away, you need that day trade to protect your account. If you don't have a day trade, then there's no way you can protect your account, right? No day trade. If you don't have a day trade, then don't day trade. If you're going to buy a stock, do your due diligence and, you know, make sure that it's a quality swing trade. Because getting into trades, it's all about or getting into a stock, it's all about timing. So buying a swing trade early in the day can be done if you're doing it, if that's part of your plan, if you're doing it for a reason. You know, I mean, swing trades can be bought when the market's about to close or it can be bought, you know, when the market open. Um, you always want to try to get at the lowest price. So if you're checking your support resistance, you know, you kind of get an idea of where where to get in and we're not to get in and that's another thing don't 
be so desperate to get into a trade that, you know, you buy a stock around resistance. It happens to me plenty of times. I get into a stock, it's in the uptrend, but I don't look at the total picture and see that that resistance might be at 50 cent. I get in at 48 cent and then I wonder why, you know, it goes up to 50 and then bounces back down to like 42. And that's because I didn't look at the history of the stock and to find out where the resistance was. Resistance was. If I look and find out where the resistance is, then I would know not to buy the stock at 48 unless it broke through that 50 cent resistance and then I could get in. So it's just things like that. Just timing, knowing what you're getting yourself into, um, taking profit, not buying stocks without a way to get out if it turns against you. You know, things like that should be you know, part of your daily thinking. You know, it should come natural um, for every trade you make, every trade you get into, every time you get out, you know, it's certain things that should come to you automatically. But like I said, that's part of trading like a professional. Um, so we're going to get to it. It's a brand new week. Um, like I said, I'll start posting on Instagram. Um some of this posts may come late, depending on, you know, the time that I have to, uh, you know, edit the pictures and write the captions and all that. So it may come a little late, but I would definitely post um, all my trades starting this week, um, which is August the 5th. So that's about it. Um You know, you learn a little every day. Um, I'm still reading books, listening to audio books on YouTube, trying to, you know, learn how still how to learn how to read charts. Um, but my big thing now is the the mental aspect, the psychology of trading, um, because if I can't conquer myself, there's no way I can conquer the market. Um, so. Like I said, every day you learn something different and hopefully, you know, we're learning together. Hopefully you can listen to my podcast, learn from my mistakes, because the things that I'm saying, um, they're true. I just have trouble following my own advice. Um, and I know it's not easy. If it was easy, everybody would be making money from the stock market. Um, but patience is the key. Learning is the key. And persistence. You know, you can't give up. Um, there is light at the end of the tunnel. At the end of the at the end of the tunnel, you just have to you just have to want to get to the end of the tunnel. You know, that has to be your goal. Um, and you know, you're gonna have your your bumps and bruises during your journey. But you know, that's kind of what makes it fun. So let's learn together and let's earn together. And and until next time, I like big bucks and I cannot lie.